Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. For example, you could get a sample episode of Competitive Strategy with Kevin Coyne. Kevin Coyne is an ex-McKinsey partner, former worldwide head of strategy, and he had served something like over 25 CEOs on a personal level, on a one-to-one basis over his career. Kevin also has a program called How to Become a McKinsey Partner. It's the first time ever a McKinsey partner has gone on record talking about what is actually required to become a partner and you'll find it's very different from what you think is required how to develop deep insights which i have put together one of our most popular programs the electric car startup you will get sample episodes of all of those programs and more if you sign up to this list so that said i hope you enjoy today's episode Hello, Mary. Hey, Michael. I'm looking forward to the next challenging question you have for me. <laughs> I'm curious to know how you can... Okay, well, there are two questions, really. The first is where you think the most important piece of consulting is. Is it impl- is it going to shift towards implementation or like, I don't know, big data analysis? Or, and then related to that is a question on implementation is how you not only convince people of the idea is right and you also like make the change happen because I hear a lot of people think you know CEOs hire consultants just to show that what they wanted to do is the right thing to do anyway so I guess you I, I just don't know right no I understand the question there's two questions one are we shifting is it a shift in consulting towards implementation second how do you get the client to implement right okay so good questions now the market's not shifting towards implementation Mm-hmm. The implementation has always been important. Mm-hmm. The reason because people say we're now shifting towards implementation is because McKinsey mm-hmm. has started the discussion. They've started the narrative. Mm-hmm. But we're not shifting towards it. A better thing to say is McKinsey is finally realizing it. Okay. Yep. Everyone's thinking, oh, implementation is important, is important. I think firms like IBM and Capgemini and Accenture, I think, what do you mean it's becoming important? We've been doing this for the last 30 years, right? Right. So implementation is not becoming more important. It's always been important. Uh Uh-huh. But I think it's becoming more important to people that never considered it important. Okay. And you have to ask yourself, why is it now important to McKinsey? Very simple. McKinsey wants to grow. Mm-hmm. You can only do so many strategy studies for a company. Mm. You can only do so many operation studies for a company. Mm. If you want to grow, you have to find new sources of revenue, right? Okay. But then, now if you're going to apply, let's apply our strategy minds to this, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what we are, right? <laughs> Clayton Christensen, that God bless his soul, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy has done many important things, but his concept of innovation and disruption is probably the most important important concept you ever explained in business. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone says they're doing something disruptive, right? Right. How do you know something is truly disruptive? Simple test. This is a very simple test. Uh-huh. How do you know? You know, you see if everyone's talking about it? And if everyone's talking about it, is it disruptive? That changed people's idea. No, no. If everyone's talking about it uh-huh. and it changes their ideas, is it disruptive? I think that can fit in a disruptive. That is actually the opposite of what is disruptive. As surprising as that sounds, something is disruptive when no one is talking about it. Did you know that? When no one is talking about it. Yeah. 
That is the definition. When no one is talking about it, no one knows about it, it's disruptive. Do you know why? No. Because when something is truly disruptive, mm -hmm. it is so different, so new, that the incumbents cannot fathom how this new business model and new approach is going to beat them, right? Mm -hmm. And because they can't understand it at all, they don't even notice it and no one talks about it. Mm -hmm. When something is disruptive, it's not just better, it's business model is fundamentally different. Mm -hmm. And when its business model is so fundamentally different, no one, the media... Experts just cannot figure this out. And because they don't see the value in it, they dismiss it. Okay. Classic example are the Chinese companies. Mm -hmm. I don't know the Chinese were first getting into building uh, railway lines, train stations, you know, those subway systems. Uh -huh. I remember people used to laugh at them, right? When they were bidding in Seattle and so on for systems, people laughed and said, what the hell are these Chinese trying to do? Uh -huh. They ignored them. Oh, okay. And the Chinese, because they were ignored mm -hmm. and no one worried about them, they kept on becoming better and better and better and better and better and better until now they pretty much own that segment of the market. Mm -hmm. I see. So the fact is this, when something is disruptive, mm -hmm. you actually don't know it's coming. That's how you know it's disruptive. And that's why it's so hard to identify disruptive companies because they are so radically different, you don't even see them as a threat in the first place. Mm -hmm. And because they're ignored, they have the room to constantly become better because no one worries about them as a threat. Mm -hmm. They ignore them. Mm -hmm. Now, why am I giving you this example? Now, McKinsey knows this. They know that at a certain point, implementation firms are going to start off doing the knuckle-dragging work that no one wanted to do, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to ignore them, and at some point, they're going to become better and better and better and so close to the client that eventually they will displace McKinsey. Mm -hmm. And McKinsey knows that they need to get there and block them out quicker. Mm -hmm. They need to flank them. Mm -hmm. The other reason McKinsey is shifting towards implementation, not just because they need new revenue, it's because they're trying to protect themselves in the strategy space. Okay. So the market's not shifting towards implementation, mm -hmm. but the discussion, there's no more of a discussion around it. Mm -hmm. Just because McKinsey is talking about it, everyone wants to talk about it. Like McKinsey is like the cool kids, right? Mm -hmm. If they do it, everyone wants to talk about it. Even if it's been done forever. And I can imagine it must be frustrating for some firms saying, but we've done this forever. We we invented this. Mm -hmm. And now people are talking about it just because McKinsey is doing it. I'm not saying they're good at it. Mm -hmm. They're pretty bad at implementation. Mm -hmm. And it'll take them a long time to get there, right? Mm -hmm. Now, how do you get clients to do things? Mm -hmm. The easiest way to get clients to do things, let's now assume setting this parabus, all other things being equal, right? Mm -hmm. You're not in a situation where the client's about to go bankrupt, so they have to do things. You're assuming mm -hmm. the situation is the same. Right. My first question to you is, why do you want client to do? Why do you want clients to do things? Why is it your job to make clients do things? Because it can help them achieve their objective. But is it your job to make them want to do things? Aren't they adults? Shouldn't they know this themselves? Oh, but then maybe they're busy. They just brush it aside. But then why is it the role of a strategy firm to make them do anything? Think about that, Vic. It's a very counterintuitive question, right? Uh-huh. What is the job of a strategy firm to make a client implement something? Hmm. Should the strategy firm focus on developing the strategy, making sure it can be implemented, and then let an implementation firm worry about the implementation? If a strategy advisor needs to force a CEO to implement something, is that the right CEO to have in the first place? Mm, that's a good point. It's a very good point. Our job is not to get the client to do things they don't want to do. Because really, if you take this to its logical conclusion, mm -hmm. who are we to tell the client what to do? Mm -hmm. We are advisors. They hire us to tell them to the best of our knowledge what we think they should do. Mm -hmm. There are many other circumstances at play here, right? Mm -hmm. Shareholders, the board makeup that determine where the implementation will go ahead. Mm -hmm. The board may not trust the CEO mm -hmm. to implement. They may replace the CEO. Mm -hmm. So there we are forcing a CEO to implement it. Mm -hmm. And the board thinks we are backing a CEO who they don't back. We are taking sides. Mm -hmm. 
We never take sides. I see. So our job is to give the a firm everything they need to implement if they choose to implement. Mm-hmm. Our job is not to make the decision for them or force them to implement. Because mm-hmm. then we step out of our role as advisors to becoming facilitators, which we are not. Mm. And you may think, but that's not true, Michael. Our job is to reset. That's not true. Our job isn't to do implementation. We're hired to do the strategy, if that's our role, right? Mm-hmm. And our job is to do it to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. The, the client wants to do the implementation, but the client never said that. Mm-hmm. The firm that does strategy must do implementation. They could break it up. So our job is to do the work to the best of our ability for what we were appointed to do. Because as soon as you start playing this game of making decisions for the client, where does it stop? <laughs> Guess never. You know, it's like, you know, it's like a democracy, right? Mm-hmm. Can't make the decisions for the electorate because what if the person making the decision is corrupt? Mm-hmm. What if the values are wrong? What if they're a dictator? Mm-hmm. The same here. What if a partner means well, but he doesn't have the competency to make this decision? Mm-hmm. What if he has a competency, but he doesn't mean well? Mm-hmm. Those are the questions you have to, it's a very deep philosophical question. Mm-hmm. So we help the client want to do the implementation by explaining to them how to do it and the benefit Mm -hmm. but they must want to do it Mm -hmm. and if they don't want to do it that's fine it's not our job to make them do anything and that's a mistake people make they say well it's all about implementation it's not implementation is one part of the overall puzzle Mm -hmm. but our job is not to make a client do anything our job is to help a client make the decision they want to make Mm. right i see there's also a legal reason for this we can't be sued if we just gave you a recommendation and you did what you wanted right right we can be sued and liable if we facilitated a decision right you see the difference yep there's a legal reason but the legal reason is not important i don't care about the legal reason Mm -hmm. for me it's about we don't run the company we're simply advisors Mm. and the ceo must want to do it the board must want to back the ceo Mm. so our job is very simple our job is to do our job (laughs) yep that's it's that simple right so people always say it's all about it's not about implementation it's not about strategy both are important and you have to do them both very well uh-huh. the client asks us about implementation will help them but the client must ask us uh-huh. so now prerogative to decide what's important for the client i see huh well yeah i guess i was thinking if you know this is the right thing to do and they're not doing it then but again uh-huh. it comes back to a dictator right 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 what if one day you don't know but you're doing what you think <laughs> is right for the client right every dictator starts off meaning well that's right i mean i mean if you really think about it there's no dictator that starts off wanting to be horrible uh, stalin didn't want to be horrible he just killed 30 million people because he thought he was doing what's good for the country <laughs> Yeah, he thought he was doing what's good for him. You can you can fault his ways, uh-huh. many would. You can fault his style. You can fault all the damage he caused. But fundamentally, he believed he was doing what was needed to protect Russia. And can you blame him after World War Two? Yeah, you know, people forget that the most brutal battle wasn't fought uh-huh. in France and you know our American movie. The Russians won the Second World War. American literature, British literature, does not give them credit for that, right? Yeah. But the Russians won the war. They turned the tide. They defeated the Nazis. Uh huh. They took on Hitler and they won the war. If they did not join the Second World War, we would be speaking German today. <laughs> And after the second, but that's a fact. I mean, literature today recognizes that, right? Uh-huh. It says that when you're sitting in Hollywood, you don't want to make a movie about how the Russians won the war because that's not going to sell in, in the United States, right? <laughs> right. You have to make a movie about how the Americans won the war. Right. And then, you know, you come through this, the country is absolutely decimated. The United States has put bases all over the world. You now need to defend yourself. He did what he thought was. I'm not defending him, I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that he believed, mm-hmm. no matter how wrong he was, that he was doing the right thing. Uh-huh. And every dictator starts that way they think they're doing the right thing think about a marriage you start making decisions for your husband because you think he's an idiot <laughs> and after a while you just start making decisions it's no longer about protecting the marriage it's because that's your role in the marriage i see never make decision 
happens because you think you are better. You got to do your job and walk away. It's very hard to do that. Mm-hmm. And many people think they are very good partners and consultants by making decisions for the client. You're actually hurting the client. Mm. Your job is not to get the client to outsource decision making because that's a very bad CEO. Mm-hmm. Your job is to give the CEO all of the tools mm-hmm. to make an informed decision, and that's a, that's a line you cannot cross. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when I work on a project. Mm-hmm. A client would ask me, now, what do you think of this EVP? And I won't comment. My job is not to do performance evaluations. Mm. Because for the many reasons, I mean, I only saw this executive for one or maybe three hours of his entire career. Mm-hmm. How can I draw a conclusion about him mm-hmm. or her? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's having a bad day. Maybe, you know, this kid is sick that day. Maybe something's going on and he had a bad performance. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear this very often where people say, the CEO is not very smart. And I had a discussion with them and they weren't that sharp. But mm-hmm. how can you draw a conclusion about that someone over one hour mm-hmm. isn't that nice isn't that arrogant to assume that we can sum up a person's entire life in one hour of a conversation mm-hmm. and imagine how dangerous it is to do that right to be arrogant enough to think that we can know everything from an hour-long conversation right so that's a dangerous a very dangerous line you don't want to cross mm-hmm. and i see people doing that all the time right there are people who have an opinion of kim kardashian have never ever seeing the lady. <laughs> That's right. There are people who have an opinion of political leaders and have never actually listened to them speak. They've only heard media stories. They've never actually listened to them. Uh-huh. But with their heart and soul, they believe this person is the devil or this person is a savior. Right. It's the same thing. Don't be absolute in your absolutes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's a very easy line, I think, for partners from tier two firms to do. They think that as a partner from McKinsey, we tell clients what to do. We don't. And because they think that's what we do, they try to mimic that behavior to be more like the you know elite firms. Right. When you work at a major firm, you have to be very careful uh-huh. to serve your role. I see. And it's very hard to do that. Hmm. Because sometimes you build a relationship with the CEO and you've got to guide them, but you've got to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Don't make decisions for the CEO. Mm. It will always bite you. Mm. And a board is not dumb. They know when the CEO is not making a decision. Mm-hmm. Yep. And honestly, I think if a board is doing its job, it should fire the CEO, which kind of make a decision. Mm-hmm. Strategy should never be outsourced. I see. Because that's a bad idea. You've got to hire a firm to think things through, uh-huh. share the thoughts, but you need to make the final say and you have to modify the final decision. Mm-hmm. And that's a good CEO. Mm-hmm. But someone who hires McKinsey and just implements a strategy verbatim, that's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. That person should not be a CEO because if you if your job is not to think about the strategy, then maybe you should just hire the McKinsey partner to replace the CEO, right? Because mm-hmm. then what are you doing as a CEO if you're not thinking through the strategy? Mm-hmm. So you know people say, well, I'm joining internal strategy at JP Morgan. I'm going to advise Jamie Dimon on strategy. Did you really think Jamie Dimon is listening to his internal strategy team on strategy? <laughs> Jamie, do you think Jamie Dimon is calling up someone who worked at McKinsey for ten years and saying, "Hey, I worked here for thirty years. I built this company." Uh-huh. Can you tell me what to do? Do you think Jamie Dimon is waiting for an email to come in for someone to tell him what the strategy is? No. Do you think any CEO is waiting for that? No. You'd have to be a pretty ludicrous CEO, right? Right. But in the minds of most people, they have this perception that that is what consultants do. Uh-huh. That's not what we do. Our job is to think through the issues, explain it, uh-huh. and give a recommendation. But honestly, I have never seen a client implement something exactly as we recommended it. Uh-huh. And I'd be mortified if a client did that. I'd want about his sanity uh-huh. because then he's doing nothing yeah he's just sitting there and wasting shell the money <laughs> because obviously he's got to think about this by the time he presented to his board time, you know situations have changed he's got to make modifications right sometimes they implement things very similar but it, there's always fairly substantive changes that are made either in when it's done how it's done mm-hmm. the way prioritization takes place and so on mm-hmm 
Yeah, they, that makes a lot of sense. So don't think you're going to go there and tell a CEO what to do. I mean, it's very rare to be in a project in engagements where you advise CEOs. I was quite lucky in that regard. Mm -hmm. But most of the times you're going to be advising senior people. Mm -hmm. And the way consulting is now operating, you rarely would do corporate strategy. They still occur, obviously, but they're much harder to get onto those studies. So what kind of strategy then, not corporate? Business unit, marketing, pricing strategies, cost reduction strategies. They're all strategy. Okay. But they're not corporate strategy. I see. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, let's wrap up there, right? Okay. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our insider content is to join the list on marketingsavestheworld.com or firmsconsulting.com. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.